All right, here we go. Another episode, another great guest here Yay. in our community. This is The Vital Wire. All right. Dan Vincent, welcome. Yay. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm absolutely. so excited to be here. Absolutely. We've done a, a lot of good work together. Oh uh, I'll let you kind of explain a little it. bit of that. But uh, just for everybody, this is Dan Vincent. We've worked with him on uh, everything that he's going to tell you about here mm -hmm. in just a second. Um, but we just kind of want to dive into your story, kind of tell us a little bit about you. I know you, there's, there's your beautiful family and uh, just kind of take us through Where'd you come from? Where'd you grow up? Tell us all the things and we'll kind of jump into uh, some more of what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, well, again, thanks for having me. I'm yeah. uh, really excited to be here. I'm, I'm from this area, so St. Charles is home for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. I love um, that. Graduated at Francis Howell way back 20 plus years ago. <laughs> and uh, that's all I I'll say about it. that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, uh, so yeah, I grew up here for middle school and high school at least and went off to college to go to seminary. Okay. Went to seminary um, with this kind of vision for ministry and, you know, worked in a couple different church plants in Nashville and Buffalo, New York, and even spent some time overseas in Brazil as a missionary, um, which is actually where I met my wife. Okay. Actually, we, yeah. met in, we met in Brazil as teenagers. That's right. But That's uh, right. after we were married and we were growing our family, we, we lived in Brazil for a little spell, um, serving a ministry down there. Ended up finding our way back here back in 2012, I think it was. We moved back and um, our we had three small kids who are now like I have a... A college student in oh uh, two high schoolers now, the so they're not three small children anymore. But um, <laughs> I know when we met, she was just starting high school. Yeah, yeah. Now that same one is is uh, starting college, swimming oh my for college. Good. Actually, Aww, so, that's so fun. Uh, awesome. Yeah, so really excited. But um, yeah, so we're uh, we're here. We've been here for the last twelve years. Uh, for my wife, she's a little bit of a missionary in a, in another context for her like from her perspective uh, -huh. uh but uh, we have a lot of close ties here uh, even outside of my own family that are still here that's so cool um, yeah so that, that's a little bit about where i'm from and uh so i mentioned ministry mm -hmm. and we did that for probably the first half of our marriage and eventually kind of transitioned for a lot of different reasons mm -hmm. but kind of transitioned into these jobs where i wasn't doing um, church work, quote unquote, which mm -hmm. is what I always thought I was going to do, right. which is what I went to school to do. Right. Yeah. And so I found myself, uh, back in 20, uh, 2009, 2010, something like that, sitting in a cubicle yeah. thinking, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, wow, yeah. This isn't. And, and I thought, this isn't what I'm called to. Yeah. There you go. Yep. And, uh, Cause it was banking, right? Yeah. I was with bank of America. Yeah. It mm. was, I was in Brazil during the 08, you know, housing crash. So when I came back from the mission field, I was pretty oblivious to what was going on. Oh in America. yeah. Oh my goodness. And so I, uh, uh, lo and behold, I got into that work and I thought, oh my gosh, like this is so highly <laughs> in, high anxiety job, a job that really I wasn't 
I didn't really care about. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out a way to, you know, kind of get back on our feet uh, coming off the, the mission field. And, and so I ha- asked myself that question, or I at least made that comment, like, this is not what I'm called to. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went on a journey from there. I received, I received some coaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was introduced to a couple tools that were really helpful to help me really try to stay patient yeah. in that yeah. season. It was hard. I wanted to just eject, 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 eject. Right. And I, and I ended up with the mentality um, of, you know what? This isn't the bus I want to be on, mm-hmm. but I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me find the best seat mm-hmm. for the time being. Yeah. And let's work through this and figure this out. And so I really had a, an evolution in how I understood calling and vocation and ministry and, and work and things of that nature. What did you enjoy about that job? Yeah. Like, what, oh, about were the the, thing, what were you good at when you were at Bank of America? Oh, man. You, <laughs> uh, you know exactly why I'm asking this. Yeah. Well, that specific role, I would say uh, little to nothing was enjoyable. Um, with that specific role sure so i ended up kind of figuring out what what's a different seat Mm -hmm. you know what's one good value of like a large corporation sometimes corporations you can dog them easily for like oh i don't want to work for the the man and yeah Mm -hmm. you know yeah there's there's a lot that makes sense with that and a lot of people don't fit with that but there can be some benefits and one of the benefit is uh, if you don't like what you're doing, just do something else. Right. There's like yeah. eight dozen other jobs within that company. And mm-hmm. so that's yeah. what I did. I was like, uh, I figured out some roles that suited me better as mm-hmm. I was growing. And um, and so the the last role I was in, to answer your question, yeah. was uh, it was an operations manager. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to, uh, or I was responsible for uh, scouring thousands of client surveys and gaining insights from them oh my and so i was put doing big data analysis mm-hmm. and and i was interpreting results and i was taking it to executives and saying hey this is working this is not working mm-hmm. hey this is what happens whenever we behave this way the, you know the trend line tends to go mm-hmm. like this and when we behave this way the trend line tends to go that way so i found myself like hey i you know i i enjoy that kind of thinking, mm-hmm. um, even if I didn't want to be in that particular company, I enjoyed that, you know, stretching myself in that way. That's and cool. uh, my mind works a little bit that way as well. See, and, and he already knows this, but not, like the data I like to see goes this way all the time. It goes <laughs> this way. And so for somebody like you to be able to kind of sift through, analyze data and just the way you kind of work and operate and finding that yeah. is so helpful for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny because I, I'm like, I, I'm not a big history person. It's like, no, no, I just, whatever it takes to make it go this way, just let me know when we've hit that. I just yeah. lose the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what I did. I helped him know that. And, yeah. uh, so we got into all sorts of uh, nerdy analytical uh, stuff. I learned a lot, so I, I'm, I'm not I'm not necessarily an expert at all that kind of stuff. But my mind does tend to lean in that direction, and yeah. so I do do enjoy some of that type of work. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. So and then, uh, so with what you're doing now, let's kind of let's kind of jump in because we've utilized you in, in a couple different facets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I our team had actually brought this up because we do um, uh, more of an analysis on our team that I'll let you kind of speak on. Mm-hmm. And we've done this ever since. We've never had a team a member, team member not, take not take this taken test. the great. test. And uh, so 
just kind of speak a little bit to that and yeah. kind of segue into, so what are you doing now and what does that particularly look like? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I, I, I did it. I was only with the bank for like seven and a half, eight years, something like that. And mm-hmm. um, actually had an opportunity to leave the bank to do ministry. Mm-hmm. Not church ministry. It was a nonprofit here, local, uh, Kids Against Hunger. So it was, a, it was a real grassroots uh, nonprofit that did... It was faith-based humanitarian work, and yeah. we worked mostly in Haiti. There are some other things that we did. And so I thought, man, that's a perfect segue out of this company that I didn't really want to be with and uh, really kind of went back to some of the things that I was originally passionate about in college in terms mm-hmm. of serving and, and ministry and that kind of a thing. And so with that new job, I had a whole new capacity. And you know, going from a 9-to-5 work from home to a... Uh, to a small nonprofit where, you know, I reported to a board once a month. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and in terms of my daily routines, it was like, you, you need to fundraise. Yeah. And yeah. You, need to, you need to get out in the community and, mm-hmm. and you need to, you know, you need to make relationships. Like how you do that, like that's for you to decide. Yeah. You just need to de- get it <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. And so it was this whole new like blank canvas of work. And so while I was doing that, I started, um, I started, investing into coaching um mm-hmm. and so i became a gallup certified strengths coach with mm-hmm. the clifton strengths assessment yes. which is the assessment you're referring to yeah yes. um and i started kind of putting myself out there along with being this director of this nonprofit. i wanted to start working with people uh primarily initially i wanted to work with people who went through the same uh, struggles and obstacles i did mm-hmm. hey this is what i'm quote unquote called to holy cow, it didn't work out like I thought, or it right. looked different. What do I do now? This is the only thing I'm prepared for. How do I make the decisions to adjust and do some, you know, and, and how do I figure out what's the best way to turn and right. what's the best role, what's the best industry, that kind of a thing. And uh, what am I quote unquote called to? And so it re- I really started to form um, a lot of the, the foundation for my coaching business now, mm-hmm. which is the clues to your calling have more to do with you than any kind of credential or job title that you may want. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a title that you go get, like, mm-hmm. uh, but your calling, before you even get to that point, let's figure out who you are. What do you have to offer? Because you have what it takes. Yeah. Right. You have what, everybody has what it takes. Everybody is called, and I say that kind of loosely, everyone mm-hmm. is called to... To, to make, to provide a good work in their community. Yeah. What does that look like? I like to start with the individual. Mm-hmm. And the Clifton Strengths Assessment is one of the better assessments, I think. It's just a tool, sure. but it's one of the better tools out there that I think helps people slow down a little bit on the, but I want this corner office with the window. Like, mm-hmm. slow down. Yeah. Maybe you'll get there, like, but let's not focus there yet. Let's spend some time with you first. What do you have to offer? And that's what's, that's what's what the I good love. work that you bring. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what I love about the um, Gallup Strength Finders is we like like you said we've used it for absolutely everyone in the office because yep. we love to see what um, their strengths are and be able to properly serve them in that way so that we're not either speaking to them wrong or um, putting them in a position that they shouldn't be in, mm. such as like um, an executor or an achiever being at the front desk mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that where yeah. they're not going to like where they're at because they're not going to be able to do things or check things off the list or anything like that. And so 
we recently revisited it with our team again and they've just been geeking out and they actually wanted us to do a podcast on uh, it which yeah. is why you could have done it yeah. I was like uh, i go i mean i might know a lot of a lot yeah. of things about it but i was like i have to message dan which is why you're actually sitting here today which i'm so excited to have you obviously you're incredible with all of this but um that's why we personally fell in love with the assessment was because of being able to um, not only use, utilize it for ourselves and really understand why we're good um, at what we do as far as each different role in the office for us, mm-hmm. but also being able to put and place our team accordingly and serve them well. Yeah. And that's what I think is so intricate and cool about like not only, I didn't even think about it in a coaching capacity, you being able to teach somebody how to utilize their strength, but also realizing like this is why you're good yeah. at these things yeah. and this is why you lean more into this. And before we really jump into that, because they're scurrying back there right now, we'll put you on the spot here in a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> but uh, before we go deeper into that, so continue a little bit of your story if you're going somewhere with this. We don't need to jump into the... You can go ahead and bring them in here. Go ahead. Yeah. Mine's um, in my binder. In my... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank so you. go into... Uh, let's back up a step now, and I'm going to hide these for a is second. This, is that data that I have to analyze? That's data. <laughs> that's data you've already analyzed. <laughs> right. Half of it, at least. So getting into the, the Gallup Strength Finders tool and assessment and kind of getting back to a little bit of that before we dive into yeah. a little more into that. Go ahead and continue on how that fits and what you're kind of doing with that. I'll let you take that oh, okay, yeah. direction. Yeah. So... Um, so I eventually kind of found myself in different. Thank you. Yeah. I eventually found myself in different coaching roles. Um, I, I'm actually now full time a business coach for Edward Jones. Cool. And so that's, that's kind of like my quote unquote nine to five these days. And then still working with my coaching business, Kaleo Coaching, mm-hmm. um, outside of that to build people up to the good work that they're called to. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I'm excited about. That, that's the that's the thing that really. Um, gets me motivated and and what I love to do because I remember what it was like sitting in that cubicle thinking, I don't like this job. This isn't what I'm supposed to do. This isn't what I was prepared for. Mm -hmm. How, and, and, and and that struggle's good. That's going through that struggle is good, but coaching can be so effective to help someone navigate through that Mm decision-making. And so I, I, I encourage people that, man, what we're really called to is to be an image bearer of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. At the, at the end of the day, big picture, that's what we're called to do. Yeah. How you do that, which is what the Clifton Strengths answers, it mm-hmm. answers, remember, it answers how you go about, right. how you succeed, not what you should do with your life. Exactly. Yeah. How you do that is decision making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what are the needs in your area? Mm-hmm. What, what, do you, what are those things that you're really particularly passionate about? Mm-hmm. What are you good at? Yeah. Right? Where do those merge? Mm-hmm. And then from there, Make a decision. Yeah. Go do something. With us doing this too, it's like, so say you are in that situation. You are in that cubicle. Whether you do or don't like it, just kind of put that to a side for a sure. second. But you're there. And like you said, being a you know being an image of God and a servant of the kingdom and being, okay, how can I be the best every day? And using a tool like this, and when we first met with you and we started going through our team and we had sat down and we were analyzing the data that I'll put you on the spot for here in just a second, uh, <laughs> I learned something very quickly and that, that you were also like, yes. And it's, it's, there's, there's 34 of these things that we'll go through here in just a second, but it's not the, the ones on the lower end aren't what you're bad at, but very much the top five or 10, I started to say it's how you default. 
If somebody yeah. asks you to do something, you default into these categories yeah. best first. And learning that about yourself has been something for me and for our team that it's like, if I speak to them, if I ask them to do something, even if it's something they don't like to do, how do you deliver it? How do you, how do you meet them where they're at yeah. knowing what you know about them because of the decision-making help that we have. Yeah. yeah, don't ask somebody to go out into the community if they don't have woo in their top five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, that was brilliantly said. Um, I like to do an exercise with teams where I'll have them write a, say, a statement with their non-dominant hand. Yes. And, yeah. and they'll see, and I usually say, right, I, I use my strengths every day. It's usually this sentence. I think and I remember so that they'll, one. They'll write it, and then I have them switch to the dominant hand. And, and that's a that's a helpful illustration of what it might be like when you're operating out of your natural talents um, versus. versus not. Mm -hmm. Can you do it? Yeah, yeah. You, you can pull it off, right? Yeah. To your point, the <laughs> yeah. bottom ones, the, the, it's not about like, hey, you're horrible at this and that. It's okay. about, hey, you're, you're, you're operating in a way that's unnatural to you. Mm -hmm. Are you going to pull it off? Yeah. But when you try to hold that pen... It's gonna be. It's gonna feel weird. A little foreign. It's gonna yeah. be foreign. You're, you're gonna be slower. Yeah. The quality is gonna be a little less. You might even get frustrated. You might even start feeling like your shoulder get all like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, this is really <laughs> awkward, right? You're like your toes are curling on one side. You're holding your right. tongue just right. Versus that natural hand, where many of us we can lift our eyes off the paper and keep going mm -hmm. for a spell, mm -hmm. right before you look back down. Mm -hmm. And so, it, it's natural. It's fluid. Yeah. It's. It feels natural, right? I attest it to energy driven too, because like a lot of times when you're when you're able to in your job or in your position or in life utilize those top five, those top ten qualities about yourself as opposed to the bottom ones, you find that you have a lot more energy and you actually enjoy yourself as opposed to if you have to always be in your bottom. Um, as far as like, like I am not a data person and you know that, like if I were to have to analyze data all of my life, I would be like my bucket would be empty every yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and there's some interesting research that actually kind of pinpoints a percentage mm -hmm. of time that you need to be operating in your strengths to get to those positive yes. effects that you just said. And so uh, I'm not an expert on that, uh, but there is, it's ba there's basically like a threshold. Like, hey, does it mean that your strengths are an excuse to get out of work? Right. No, that's not the point of this tool. Mm -hmm. That's not the point of the tool. The point is to say, how can we get you riding with your dominant hand um, as best as possible so mm -hmm. that not, not, not only so that you'll experience some of those benefits, but so that the team will experience exactly. the benefits the and so that the organization itself. will experience the benefit. And, and so there's a lot of individual impacts. There's a lot of group impacts. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, and that includes not just satisfaction and enjoyment and joy, but good quality Productivity, thoroughness, productivity, mm -hmm. team dynamics. That was something I was going to bring up because it's like the the personal side of it is very good. And again, what 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 I've learned and what I enjoy about it is it's the the personal side of it helps you learn a lot about you and the people mm -hmm. around you. You very much can take it that direction. However, that's not necessarily what it's for. At the very beginning of this, you said something very important. It's like it's it's it, it's a decision making tool mm -hmm. as well, but as you guys were just getting into, it's like, imagine having, take the personal side out of it, mm -hmm. and imagine just having these roles and knowing it, it helping the productivity, yeah. helping make that shift of the graph go the other direction based on behavioral decision-making, knowing the tools you have in front of you when you have these things as, yeah. you know, you have one transmission making the car go this way, there's all kinds of different gears, cogs, and things that have to go and operate, mm. and it's like, could you 
go down the freeway in first gear the whole time? Yes, you could. Right. And you'd spend 9,500 RPM trying to do Well, I would. However, which car are you driving? Yeah. I have a feeling I know. You know which car I'm But being able to shift through the gears and making all of those gears and cogs work together, yeah. it's like how much more efficient, how much more um, fulfilled, how much easier is that to drive? How much yeah. more enjoyment do you have driving mm-hmm. it and not hearing that all the time? Now, if I'm on the track, I want to hear it. We're buzzing yeah. it. It's a different story, different cogs are spinning but yeah this is super cool the coaching that you do and bringing all that to light and and just those those tools and exercises you do during those sessions are awesome because while you think you're doing it one way it's like oh he's going to prove me like it's easier to write with my right hand no there's so much more to that even when you do an exercise like that that's like whoa it's like how much more efficient is this mm-hmm. it's not see you're better with your dominant hand it's like how much more efficient in that how yeah. much more you know enjoyment is that how much more can you get done yeah and how mm-hmm. much gratification do you have through it yeah yeah no it's good that's a great analogy and um you had mentioned something earlier about the bottom and so what what you're referencing is uh, the results of mm-hmm. the assessment is mm-hmm. giving you a rank order of one through 34 of your themes of talent. And so it's yes. measuring. And I'll this put is myself imp- on the spot. This Here's- is important because it's not a personality test. It's not measuring like, are you extroverted versus introverted? Right. Right. Are you people oriented versus task oriented? There's some correlation to some of that with right. some of these, but, but it's measuring your patterns of thinking, mm-hmm. feeling, and behavior. Mm-hmm. And so it's more than just the outward, like, hey, you're good at talking to people or hey, right. you're good at reading information. It's like when you walk into a room and you don't know anybody, what's that initial feeling? Mm-hmm. Some people, some people, <laughs> some people, they hey. light up and, and not only are they good at it, they, they get energy from it, Erica yes. Boston. And some people, uh, some people may get a little bit anxious and mm-hmm. they get a little tense and they kind of want to float in the back of the room. Right. And so it's, it's so my point being that it's, mm-hmm. it's measuring Thinking, feeling, behaving, those natural instinctive patterns. Right. And so it's not necessarily ranking, hey, you're great at this, you're horrible at this. It's the, these are your natural instincts. And then as we go down the rank order, these are patterns that are less instinctive. Yes. Um, you probably, not only are they less instinctive, they might even give you some anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not as good at some of the tasks that might be associated with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always like to emphasize like what this assessment's actually measuring. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought, feeling, behavior. So I love that. B- before, I'll have you go through mine first and you can, you, you can kind of take, take people through a little bit of what mine looks like. I believe the names are on the top right of that. Um, but how do, so in order for somebody to do this with you, what does this look like? How do they reach out? Where can they find you? Because there's yeah. going to be people potentially that are going to watch this or have more questions for us. Like how, how would they, how, how would they get a hold of you? I know yeah. KaleoCoaching.com. Kaleo, K-A-L-E-O coaching.com is my website. I've got some really cool updates with Kaleo Coaching. And so if people want to go out there, click on that, meet the team, you'll notice yeah. that there's a second face. Mm-hmm. Um, That's uh, so exciting, by yeah. the way. So, Congratulations. Uh, I've, uh, my brother, yeah. who just retired from the Marine Corps, Actually, was a speaker at an event that we all participated yeah. in a couple yeah. of years ago, um, literally the weekend before COVID. Literally was the that? weekend that before is COVID. That nuts. I didn't even think We about did that, that event on Saturday. Everything shut down Monday. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. And so, um, You're so right. So anyway, I bring that up because yep. he, along with you, was on a panel mm-hmm. of yeah. local you know, leaders, although he wasn't local at the time, but leaders 
who were providing a good work in their community. I love it. Um, and so, and notice what he's saying here, guys. Good work. Mm-hmm. The G is capitalized most often. When that's right. You all, use I usually capitalize all four letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good work. Um, yeah. And so, so anyway, uh, he Mike is joining. Uh, he's uh, almost done with his Gallup certification, and so he's really passionate about this tool as well. Um, but even without this certification. He is a leader that brings 20 years of uh, military experience, mm-hmm. a lot of different um, uh, deployments, a lot, a lot of leading other people on missions, uh, a lot of experience on team development and uh, leading with empathy. And, and What's his number one? Uh, his number one is, oh, shoot, I was just staring at this. I know his number two is intellection. Uh, oh, adaptability. Adaptability is his number one. In the Marine. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, go figure. And then he has a learner also in his top five. I can't recall the rest of his five off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm getting off on a tangent here. He's joined Kaleo Coaching, and he's going to help me uh, be able to offer a lot more than just like a simple team workshop. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know keynote speaking opportunities that. Um, that he'll be able to add because he just brings so a whole cool. lot of things that I don't bring. Sure. And um, what but, a pairing. But That's also so just fantastic. expands our ability to build people up to the good work. That yeah. 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 That's that's such yeah. a cool pairing. I'm so, excited for you. Yeah. Thank you. So KaleoCoaching.com is where they can learn more. I'm on social media. Dan Vincent. You know, mm-hmm. Facebook and LinkedIn are uh, are probably the two best ones if you want to reach out to me through that. Uh, Dan at KaleoCoaching.com is a good email awesome. if somebody was interested. Um, either in this tool specifically mm-hmm. um, or just coaching, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's one-on-one or group coaching, that's kind of been what I've been doing the last six years or so. Yeah. So and, cool. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's what I love doing. Yeah. We'll put it, we'll put all those links in, in the description. As we go through. And if anybody has questions for us or maybe you missed it or you just want to reach out to us and we can get you the information, you're more than yeah, welcome to do that Yeah, we can put too. you in contact with them. But so let's, let's give them a little glimpse of what you kind of think through just kind of foundationally, we're going to cliffhang them a little bit, but just I've got our whole teams in front of you. You yeah. have mine and Erica's in front of you. I've got the other three here. But just kind of take us through mine first a little bit, wherever you want to go with this. Yeah. Like how you, however you would start if I were brand new to this. What what or and as we display a little bit of this. Yeah. Go through it. Well, I've kind of, I've kind of expressed already. It, it, there's 34 p- results, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're themes of talent. They're mm-hmm. pat those patterns, right? And whenever you're taking the assessment, it's 177 questions. Yes. It's, it takes 30 to 45 minutes, mm-hmm. right? And um, each each question is timed 20 seconds because they want that instinctive yes. response is most of the time the correct response. Right? I tell mm-hmm. I tell my team when they take before they take this, I was like, don't tell us what you think we want to hear. Answer yeah, it totally yeah. genuine to you. Don't say, hey, I'm a chiropractor, so let me answer this as a chiropractor. Yeah. Don't say, hey, I'm I'm a dance coach. Don't answer this as a dance coach. Answer it as Dr. Dustin, yeah. answer it as Erica, right? Mm-hmm. Answer it as you. And um, our number one core value, genuine. Yeah, be genuine. genuine be genuine. And then, and so it gives you your rank order. And so with each question, you're basically, if you imagine all 34 themes of talent as a bucket, with each question, you're putting a drop in a bucket. Mm-hmm. So drop, 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 177 times. You probably have drops in all 34 buckets, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so, you could probably look at the bottom and say, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. I can remember a time where it mm-hmm. seemed like this. 
Yeah, that's probably true. Mm -hmm. um, you probably have a drop in every bucket. But what this is doing is it's highlighting the buckets that have the vast majority of the drop. So we're mm -hmm. saying this is what we want to focus on. And let me preface this before you start and go into that is there's going to the, these themes are all one word. There's one that really stands out because a lot of people would just look at this and see the word and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, what is Individualization, which is one of my top five, is one that really displays why you need to understand what these are. So mm -hmm. individualization, why you should actually somebody would in. actually think like, oh, you're probably really good at working by yourself. You like to do things individually. Mm -hmm. and, both. and it's like, no, no, no. Don't, don't overthink. Don't think you know what that word means. Yeah. Because Before individualization, in. which you'll get into, I'm just going to summarize it here real quick, is actually the ability for me to notice everybody else's individual yeah. talents and be able to put them in the right spot has nothing to do with me yeah. wanting to do stuff by myself. And she knows I don't like, I'd rather do it with people and groups. So nope. don't over, don't think you know what the word means just because it's like, Oh yeah, that's so, a good call out. Yeah. Individualization happens to be a very others focused yes. uh, talent. So when you look at it in, in page one here, um, and this might be fun if you if you wanted to share a copy of this so people could see. But yeah, we well, can that's a good idea. Page page one just kind of gives it the rank order, and then the following pages gives you some some initial details <laughs> about um, about particularly your top ten, right? Because the the philosophy behind this, really rooted in positive psychology, is that people are most successful and their life's going to be more enjoyable when they're doing what they do best, mm -hmm. and so. That means investing in what you do best and managing what you're not as good at, as opposed to looking at those quote unquote weaknesses or lesser talents and saying, oh, well, I need to invest more time into that mm -hmm. so I can build them up. Now, this is saying, no, that that's actually does not produce what you think it would. Right. You're, right. you're better off focusing on what you do well. Mm -hmm. um, don't fixate on what your weaknesses are. Focus on your strengths. Invest in them you have a much higher chance of succeeding in experiencing some of these other effects mm. right. if you do that. Play right. in the fun bucket. And, and there's, time, yes. you know, the high analytical in me, I'd be happy to share the white papers <laughs> yeah. behind, behind all the data and the research. This is a lot of research from Gallup mm -hmm. uh, of, the, uh, of these things that I'm spouting off. It really mm -hmm. comes from, from Play that. in the fun buckets and riches are in the niches. Hey, it kind go. of applies too. It's hmm. like focus. I mean, and yeah. as you go through this, that'll make yeah. more sense. Yeah. And so, what you one of the other things you see when you look at this is that there's colors. And so, it's got your top five in bold. Really, we kind of say, hey, your top ten are probably those dominant. Maybe, maybe into eleven and twelve, but mm -hmm. certainly top ten are, are what we would say. These are the ones. Let's invest in these. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. There's different colors. The colors. There's four of them. So when you're looking at your results. There's four domains of talent, mm -hmm. right? And so basically, what that means is that when you look at the when you look at the output of these patterns, mm -hmm. they tend to be about something. Right. So the first domain is executing. So these talents that fall in that domain, they tend to be about getting things done. Mm -hmm. Like people that have a lot GSD, of GSD, get yeah. shit done. <laughs> people that have a lot of those executing talents, mm -hmm. they just are about getting it done. They're list people. They're marking mm -hmm. things off the list, right? Uh, the second one is influencing. They tend to be about leading and getting out in front of people, mm -hmm. uh, influencing people. Right. They can probably gather a crowd. And they do that through those influencing talents. The mm -hmm. third one, relationship building. They tend to be a little bit more of a small crowded focus, but 
they tend to be about those deeper relationships. Right. Influencing might be shallow and wide, and I don't mean shallow in a negative sense, shallow right. and wide in terms of like massive people. Right. Relationship building is more close and deep, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, so fostering teamwork, really wanting to get to know you. They're probably not comfortable with a lot of superficial talk. They'd probably yeah. rather like, no, let's, let's go deeper. Yeah, dive deep. The that. final one is uh, strategic thinking. So it's all mm-hmm. about absorbing information. And so when you look at these, how you get things done, how you lead, gather people, how you build relationships, how you absorb information. I love and it. And so the, it, it points. And so that's what you'll see when you look at this. You'll say, oh, there's, the colors are kind of scattered. Mm-hmm. What you mm-hmm. typically notice is that your top five, even your top ten, are probably clustered into a couple or three of those domains. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you look, kind of zoom out, and there's some tools and visuals that I use to help people zoom out from an individual perspective, but also mm-hmm. from a team perspective. When you zoom out, you kind of see that clustering, and you and you you might think, well, what does that mean? Like like Dr. Dustin, you you like me don't have an orange an orange color, which is the influencing theme, mm-hmm. until outside of your top 10. Mm-hmm. For me, it's 13. You got it at 11, so you beat <laughs> me a little bit. But, but you might say, oh, man, influencing. Uh, our tendency is to say, well, does that mean that i no good at influencing right. people? Right. And so I'm usually quick to say, this is, that's not what this is saying. Mm-hmm. What this is saying is when you are operating at, at your best, your tendencies have to do with, for you, um, getting things done, GSD, <laughs> right? Um, it has to do with people, mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. like, you know, concern with other people about putting them in the right spot. You have relators, so those close relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, includer, just very concerned about making sure people aren't left out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what what we would say was, well, okay, well, what, what happens whenever I have to go to that networking event and I'm going to be in front of people or I have to do that keynote? What do I do? Well, yeah, you're capable of that, right? Right. So what we do is we focus on your strengths. Mm-hmm. We go back to the point of the tool is what strengths do you have that could help you in a situation? Mm-hmm. What right? can you pull from? And the, it's really interesting because hey, you might say, oh, well, I have high futuristic. Um, so that, how could that help me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, these, and these are kind of the coaching conversations, some of the coaching conversations right. we have where I'm not consulting you. I'm not giving you a strategy or a plan. Yeah. I'm leading you through questions and through this coaching style so that you can recognize, oh, wow, well, this talent or this talent actually really helps me operate in this area, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't really fall into that domain. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And so that's kind of a, one of the first conversations we have. Another thing we can do is we can ask, well, who could you partner with? Yep. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Who, who do you have in your life yeah. <laughs> who can kind of compensate for yeah. some of those? They either compensate, and so you're like working together, mm-hmm. or maybe you just straight up delegate and yeah. offload something that mm-hmm. suits her better. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you let her take the lead and you ride her coattails, and, and she helps you by leading in a way that on your own, you'd be writing with your non-dominant hand. Right. But when you're with her, she's somehow helping you kind of fit a task or mm-hmm. a project area or what, you know, we can make up all kinds of circumstances, yeah. but you're kind of following her lead and she helps you or you help her do something that you're not naturally going to do as well on your own. Yeah. I can give you a specific example. We used to call ourselves the dynamic duo when it came to screenings because I could pull him into the tent and he could t- 
talk to them and bring mm. them into the practice. Yeah. Yeah. And we're getting ready to do a, uh, we're, we're going to do a dinner here for, uh, our parents of student athletes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we've got quite a few people already signed up. It's going to be August, August, 8th. August 8th. Yes. Come but on in. to this, it's like the, the influencing part, it's like, well, why would you leverage speaking? And it's like, nah, it's not about that. But what I am very good at, what you said is my number one, is a lot of people still like to hear, so what is the vision? Like, mm-hmm. I can capture people with my make the world a better place. Um, here's what's going to happen now. Yeah. Here's why we're doing this a year from now, three, five years from now. Here's my plan for this. Here's how your student athlete's going to be better. Here's how your family and your health can be better. Like get my vision. Mm. And that's how I can attract people. It's not necessarily the quote unquote influencing as you would think of it by the book, mm-hmm. but leveraging the yeah. tool that I have. That's been very helpful for me because there is a time like you get a keynote spot and I've been able to, I've been blessed to speak, not so much keynote, but being able to be on stages and, and kind of start that and do some speaking here and locally. But after I learned some of this, it's like, just own it. Like be, be the visionary, cast the vision, let people see genuinely what your vision is. That's just, and it's helped me speak mm better because it's genuinely and authentically yeah. me. You're tapping into what you do best. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're tapping into that natural instinct of, uh, and this is what I'm hearing you say, uh, of I'm not going to sit down and like come up with a, thir- a three-point speech. <laughs> you're yeah. going to start with the vision, yeah. mm-hmm. which comes from that futuristic. Now, futuristic f- happens to fall into that strategic thinking domain. These are loose domains. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, some you might ask with a few of them, like, well, how is that a strategic thinking one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is because, one, I know you. Yeah. I, also know, <laughs> I also know a couple other people with high futuristic and, and, and ideation. It's because you're in your head. Yeah. You're in your head a lot. Yeah. Yep. Right? And so... Good, one, bad, and indifferent. <laughs> and so one of the things I like to encourage people that are in their head a lot is to have an outlet to get it out, whether it's journaling, whether it's a, you know, a routine conversation between yeah. you two or you and a friend... Um, to, to just talk about ideas, mm-hmm. I, I would wonder, I'd be curious, like how those speaking engagements help you get that out of your yeah. head, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a great way to say like, yeah, I don't have the textbook, like all these orange influencing theme domains, but I'm tapping into my strengths to help me with these opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, and for you, it's, it's helping you get those things out of your head. Yeah. And for everyone else, especially for people that don't have futuristic, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't who, who struggle with, you know, I would walk into a place like this whenever you got it. And I remember seeing the videos of it was the blank canvas. I would mm-hmm. walk in and I'd be like, um. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we could put a desk right here. Yeah. But right. Someone like you walks in and, and you just, you know, with the, the time to process, mm-hmm. you, you eventually come to a point of, I know what I want. I know what it's going to That's exactly what happened because he designed and so this whole for place. me, it's like, you can captivate me with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of that kind of strength mm-hmm. um, is you can captivate, you can bring people in mm-hmm. um, and, and yeah, and so on. Yeah. And I can talk to a wall. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and roll through my top five and just give people a yeah. glimpse of. So high, futuristic number one, again, that's strategic thinking. It's all about being able to visualize one, five, 10, 20 years down the line. Um, I know we've had conversations about vital performance many years ago mm-hmm. um, about what it's going to look like today, about what it's going to look like 10 years from now, right? Right. Yeah. So that's that futuristic is um, 
usually thinking in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily what time's that first appointment, right. but uh, what's yeah. the year 10 version of vital performance? Yeah, yes. that's... Belief. Exactly. Belief is a, an executing uh, strength mm-hmm. or theme of talent. Mm-hmm. Belief is all about operating out of a core set of values. Um, usually unwavering, mm-hmm. usually unwilling to budge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you might think of someone who's loyal someone who's going to fly the flag and really champion the vision, Mm -hmm. right? Someone with high belief. Uh, A ranger is your number three, another executing domain uh, or executing theme of talent. A ranger is, I mean, you think of like like an orchestra conductor, right? Mm -hmm. There's lots of different things going on at Mm -hmm. once, and they have a knack for understanding what's happening, understanding when they need to shift, when they need to adjust, when they need to start, when they need to stop, yeah. right? More here, more yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So an orchestra, like you're, it's a good visual for that. Mm-hmm. Four, individualization. We, we talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's in that relationship building theme. It's, um, it's, a, it's a concern for others. It's a, it's a knack for understanding and identifying like, oh man, you tend to be good at this or you tend to get a little anxious when you're in these situations you tend to kind of light up when you're in these situations Mm -hmm. and so especially that with that sounds a lot like a ranger and so coupled like you can see how they can be really good at putting a team together and helping people find their sweet spot Mm -hmm. uh fifth one strategic it strategic (laughs) it's all it's i always like to and you probably have heard me say this a billion times but Strategic, I always like to think of like a topography of a, of a parade route. You know, of, you think of downtown St. Louis, you're like, oh, we're going down Martin Luther King, we're gonna turn right on here, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. turn left on here, and then we're gonna go down. So strategic sees the whole plan. Mm-hmm. Roads blocked. Mm-hmm. Okay, zoom in, make adjustments. We gotta pivot. Mm-hmm. We gotta make the corrections. Zoom out. Okay, mm-hmm. now we see the new plan. Mm-hmm. Another obstacle or another variable that we forgot or didn't mm-hmm. consider or that came up as a surprise. Zoom back in, mm-hmm. zoom out. So it's it's yeah. a consistent zooming in and yeah. zooming out. Uh, able to make adjustments, doesn't freak out when unexpected things happen. Um, able to zoom in and zoom out to make sure that... Yeah. That's that something I do a lot in. in that example too. I mean, even to the point of you know, doing the parade route and finding this and this. Okay, when is the parade route? Okay, it's on it's on a Thursday and it's downtown. Well the Cardinals have a game at one twenty. Like I'm already planning for that yeah, and what yeah. which way not to go. It's like, yeah, it's dead yeah. on. Yeah, good way to carry that analogy on. Yeah, so those are your that's your top five. And so you are you got a two executing, two strategic thinking, one relationship building. And so um I'm I, I guess I would ask you in what way does this help you do your job? Oh well, it, you'd mentioned delegation as as we're building our team. Um, I don't care who we hire. I'm not hiring specifics to strengths, but because I know everybody's strengths, I know what I can mm. delegate off of and who to, or at least have the conversation of. Yeah. Um, the people that I would pull together to be able to do a project. Hey, we're doing a dinner on this day. I need you guys to this. Yeah. Um, how I speak. Uh, like I said, if I'm in a speaking engagement, that's helped me a lot. Um, how I communicate with my team. Here's here's how you can communicate with me better. Mm. Here's how you know my day's kind of already planned. Try yeah. not to derail me from it. Find those holes and gaps. Here's what I need to hear. Kind of get to the point. Don't 
So I'm able to help my team communicate with me yeah. better. So then I'm already serving them better. Yeah, this is uh, what you just said is so good because it it gets to like a different level in terms of understanding people mm. because this is not just about like oh you you're good at talking to people sweet go to the, go to the chamber, chamber lunch <laughs> go to the chamber lunch it's about understanding that okay we understand your patterns mm -hmm. uh, it means more than just what you can do it means you have certain needs yes mm -hmm. like you like you just said and so it creates this is a an amazing development tool because it creates a, a, tr a level of trust mm -hmm. and safety within a team because now you know um, the motives that people have, mm -hmm. what motivates people, mm -hmm. and the needs that they have. Mm -hmm. You know what people bring to the table and you know how certain situations might impact them. Again, not to use as an excuse to, to get out of anything, right. but as a, as a way to say, how can we leverage what you do best? Mm -hmm. And based on what I know about you, how can I adjust what I do best in order to, mm -hmm. you know, get the message across or relate with you mm -hmm. or communicate with you. Mm -hmm. And so there's a great line. Not all situations require all of your strengths all at once. Right. right. And so I like to think of them as dials. Mm -hmm. And so when you are, That's right. I love you're, that. you're going to walk, you're going to walk into a one-on-one -on -one with an employee. Um, and you, you might have to deliver a challenging message, whether it's a, you know, you, you, you want to coach them on something um, and, and you're walking into somebody who might have be a, like an empathetic person and yeah. you want to dial down some of yours and you want to dial up that relator because you really want to make that connection mm -hmm. because it's about, uh, it's about communicating ways they can improve or communicating, uh, something that you, you need to make sure that they know. Right. Yep. So you want to dial down some of those high intense strengths. That's a, that's about energy and accomplishment. And you want to dial up some of those relationship building, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And and you can and, and people who who do this or have done this or are about to do this, uh, I'll be real honest with you. I mean, the, you know, there there's a time and a place. You know, selfishness is necessary. And here's why I say that is because selfishly, I will express to my team how I operate, knowing this, how they can communicate with me better because. You look at my top five, the whole team building strategy, the relationship strategy, the putting people in the right spot, but also me knowing like I like to do it with more people. I want people involved. So being having them communicate with me in such a way that helps fill me up in return, not because I expect that from them, mm -hmm. but because I know how I operate. I know how they tend to operate in default yeah. and how we can just treat each other and communicate better. So I will, and we talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. Here's kind of next time, if you can deliver it to me this way, um, here's what I need to hear. And here's have this ready too sure. when you come with me for it. It's not a dig or a knock or a negative thing, but now I just killed three burns with one stone. We're more efficient. They were talked to specifically yeah. and we're all filled up because of it, because we're utilizing yeah everything in the whole circle so I tend to really go over the top and deep and, and leverage this too but jump into Erica's real quick and yeah go, go kind of we'll get yeah. a little contrast so she leads with a couple relationship building off the off the bat here with includer which you two share in your top five mm -hmm. includer again is is a very others focused um, but catch this it's not it, it this is how it impacts it, it you have a concern for others but it also means you want to be included. Yes, 100%. Right? Yes. Right? <laughs> 100%. And so 
I, I did a team session with a, with a team once, and there was a change made about the time and location. Somebody didn't get the memo until mm. late, and they showed up, and they were like, their demeanor, they were wearing it. They had high includer, we came mm-hmm. to learn. Yeah. And, and it was an interesting kind of like, oh, isn't that interesting how that works, is, is they w- weren't included in the message. And so it caused a little bit of like micro chaos in terms of the day and getting them there on time and that kind of a thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that high includer, it, it not only means of what you think about others or how you think about others, but it also is like, I want to be included too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, empathy is your second one. Empathy is, um, I, I want to say you describe empathy. What is? <laughs> um, I don't know. I Empathy for me, I um, actually found that I should not be in exam rooms with people because they, like, very easy to trust me. I, I guess I give off this, like, vibe of, like, you can tell me anything and yes. I will be there for you immediately. I'm always the mom of the group. I'm always yeah. the person that people come to. Um, and I know how to, like, uh, play my – and not play, but um, I almost know how to dial myself down to where others are Yeah. so that I can, like, if I can – if I feel that they're on a vibe that's not all that great right now and I need to come to them and be there for them, mm. I can feel that and almost engage yeah. in it um, and then bring them out of it or bring them up from it. Yeah. Um, and that's know. the key. I can feel that in them. Like, mm-hmm. that's the key. Yeah. Um, and so just real quick soundbite. How does that help you? Um, it helps me because if, like, well, in coaching, because I coach um, my high schoolers and all of that and in team in general, if I can feel or see somebody's frustrated or I can um, feel that their vibe's off, I can go to them and figure it out so that it no longer affects them the rest of the day. Um, Like if I can tell somebody had a bad morning or if they didn't get their coffee or if somebody got a bad test grade on um, in school or something like that, I can immediately kind of squash it and allow them to move Mm. along with their day so that they can end their day on a high note as opposed to a damn, like it ruined my whole day. Yeah, you said you 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 kind of give off the vibe. You do give off the vibe. <laughs> I mean, because that's that's empathy includer. Yeah, you're, you're that's the power. That's the superpower of somebody with high empathy. Yeah. Um, maximizer uh, and woo both influencing. Maximizer mm-hmm. is I always call maximizer the Tim Taylor of of strengths. Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <from Harvard. laughs> uh, so I'm aging myself, but Tim Taylor was all about like more power, you know, mm-hmm. how can we get, need to replace the, uh, the garbage disposal? <laughs> you know, how can we get, you know, soup it up and give it more power? So that's yeah. what Maximizer is, is how can we make something great, greater? Mm-hmm. How can we, how can we make something good and make it better? Right. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not making the old vintage classic to its original form. Right. It's like putting a new engine, a better engine in it, right? And, and all that kind of That's stuff. That's a different category. Soup it up. <laughs> <laughs> and woo is an acronym. Woo stands for winning others over. Yep. And so it's very much, this is where you kind of get like the extroversion feel. It's very much comfortable, confident, talented in social situations. Yeah. Probably even energized by it. Yes. Right? And so, uh, a lot, and we could use me and you as examples. Yeah. We could go do those situations. I don't know about you, but for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm drained and I need to go have some alone time. And Yeah, and, um, yeah you can always tell because, because I, I do want to be so involved and I want yeah. to be around people and I love the energy of other people. There's, there, and there's times and we all go through these 
um, these phases where chances are if I want some alone time or if I'm playing golf by myself, which is a foursome kind of game, or if, if mm-hmm. I'm just going on a drive, if I'm by myself, chances are I've had to woo most mm. of the day or for yeah. some period of time. It, it is. It's very draining. Yeah. Not that I don't love it. Not that I'm not good at it. It's dead even, I think, on the it, Yeah, it's 17. number 17 for you. And so, you know, to, to go back to that dial metaphor, if those top dials are real loose and easy to dial up, dial down, once you get down to the bottom, it might be a little bit rustier because it's not a natural pattern yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you're start. You got to hand the pin over to your non-dominant hand. You're like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Like this is going to be. It's almost like those buckets you talked about earlier. It's like you, you, you have you have water in each bucket. Yeah. How much doesn't really matter necessarily, but how much that is in that bucket, you can use it. You can use it well, but you're going to fill these top five or ten. You're going to use these ones and oh, then they yeah, have that's to be interesting. Refilled. Yeah, that's, that's the way I kind of think of it. Yeah, because it's like I can I can woo. Like you put me in a scenario, it's like gotta go. Give me a goal. Here's like here's the vision. Here's what you gotta do. But it's gonna take this to do it. This is what it's like. All right, here we go. Grab that bucket. I'm off. And once that bucket's out, it's out. And I'm just <laughs> drained. And, and going back to the other ones to really fill yeah. myself up. No, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think that's helpful. That's good. Um, and then Erica, your your final one also shared with Dr. Dustin. It, uh, actually, it's your number six, Dr. Dustin. I thought it was in your top five. Uh, relator. Yeah. Um, which is, again, a very others-focused, uh, like I said, if, and this is interesting because you have both. I they're not, they're not necessarily opposites, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we kind of position them as opposites, but um, you're comfortable, confident, good, even energized in those social, shallow situations. Mm-hmm. But really, you're also good in these kind of situations where you want to go deep. Right. You dial up that empathy, that relator. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I love that dial metaphor because it, it, I think it's helpful to understand how you start to use them intentionally, mm-hmm. which is really like you, you, you learn what the new language is, you, you make sense of the results, you start to figure out and own like oh yeah i do see how this mm-hmm. uh, you know makes sense of the way i typically operate and then you start you got to start to aim it like yeah. the now what and that's one of the reasons i love this tool and whenever um whenever i work with a team or an individual you know we get to that forward momentum mm-hmm. like i love it because it doesn't keep you in the clouds talking about oh isn't it neat how accurate it is and then you <laughs> yeah. say no. well no, that was cool sure. i think i'll take disc next week and it's then i'm actually... going to take the enneagram next <laughs> like, no like it, let's, let's pause Mm-hmm. And let's figure out how do we aim it? How do we say, based on what I have ahead of me, I've got this conversation tomorrow, or I've got this project, mm-hmm. or this responsibility. How do I start to aim my strengths? What do I need to dial up? What do I need to dial down based on what's going to be expected of me? Something interesting that I've actually come to find with that is that I'm a terrible interviewer. Because yeah. I always make them great candidates. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Because, because instantly- like I... If if I walk into a room, I do get energized by talking to anyone. Well, if you're, if so, I like I don't take on any of the interviews anymore because I find myself wanting to pull it from them, and then by the end of the interview, they're, they're and great. Make them the person. And so, which which one or two do you think that so, is a reflection? Um, of? I personally think it's my high empathy and my woo because I'm energized by the fact that I don't know them in the first place, so I immediately want to get to know them, but then I'm also able to level with them really well. So I can pull them into a great interviewer like super quickly. And then 
I don't know if they're a good candidate or not because <laughs> I think they're a You're great done. person. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's not that even that they're a great person, but I I feel like they're going to be good because I've made them into wow. like, because I can pull like the most... Um, like introverted human being into a social butterfly within oh like gosh. five minutes of interviewing them. You're describing your superpower. <laughs> and so, and you're like coming out of the interview, you're like, hey, uh, he's coming over for dinner. Or she's yeah. Over for dinner. <laughs> literally. Like, what? You were just literally. supposed to interview them. <laughs> yeah. No, that's literally the problem. Like, so we've handed off interviewing to other people because I, yeah. and it's not that, like I said, it's not that they're possibly not a great candidate, but like I would hire anybody because by the end of the interview, I believe that they are like the right fit. But how, how powerful is it or would it be if you played the role of onboarder? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've put she myself does. into. Right. Yep. What she does. Onboarder, trainer. Two, ga- two great coaching questions that you could ask yourself or ask other people when you're talking about their strengths is in what way does this help you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in what way does this get in your way? Yep. Right. Because when you think of a quote unquote weakness, really, it's just something that's in your way. And it might be something that's in your top mm-hmm. five or 10. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why that dial up, dial down can be yeah. helpful because is this, is this actually something that's getting in my way based on the expectations of this task? Right. right? And so how can I dial it down, manage it and dial up something else that can mm-hmm. help me accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Yeah. Yep. And I'm glad you brought up that example because I was going to tie it into what you were saying too. Um, what example that we did with me is on Mondays I get 15-minute touch points. Yes. <laughs> I am no longer yep. really in on team meetings. There's one time a month where I am. Why? Why would you think that is, Dan? Why did they cut me out of team meetings? <laughs> I don't know that the coach should be answering this question. I can tell you. It wouldn't be very coach-like of me to answer that. Well, so because I I automatically go to vision. So with what we're doing now and and Mm -hmm. like I'm already, it's hard for me to stay present. So my my key word is like I'm already down the back straight away. It's like, cool, the race has started. I'm gone. I'm out. So I bring all this vision like, okay, well, then what can we do next? What can we do here? Have you thought about this yet? And, And I get so visionary. It's like. And they, and they lovingly the like things. try to take that on to serve me. But what we found is we started we getting really stagnant in yeah. team growth, office growth and impact because here I am just defaulting into that. So like, okay, dude, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one thing I remember saying to you, um, I remember encourage, I, I meant it as an encouragement sure. mm-hmm. to say that not everybody needs to see your vision. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that yeah. because what some a common struggle with people with that high futuristic is that they don't see what I see mm-hmm. like I have it's crystal clear or it's getting clearer and and I'm talking to people that don't see it they're mm-hmm. too concerned with what's happening in the next six hours right right and so my encouragement was they don't have to see it mm-hmm. right um, in the way you see it. And that's part of you using your strength is kind of casting it for them, mm-hmm. but dialing it up and dialing it down. There's a lot necessary. of growth in knowing right. that personally. There's a lot yeah. of growth development that happens there. Like, yeah. dude, it's okay. And, and maybe a better right. way to say it is they won't see it in the same way you see it, mm-hmm. or they won't see it as instinctively or in, internally as you see it. They are going to need it cast for them. That's part of the role you play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Not all situations require all your strengths all at once. Yes. And so you don't need to walk into every scenario saying, guess what's going to happen 10 years down the road. Yeah. 
right? And we actually, yeah. it was really cool when we first, first started this was finding that out. My futuristic is not high. I can't remember which one it is. However, um, <laughs> 24. Yeah, Mine, not high. <laughs> mine's even lower. <laughs> um, but I, I was stifling him a lot because he would throw all of the futuristic at me. And since I can't grasp mm. that action or those things, I would, um, I would like not stop him, but I would actually almost yeah. make him feel defeated because I couldn't get there. Put the fire out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And so we, we found in our relationship that I had to not play into it, but sure. um, actually hear him out as opposed to be like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Yeah, like you're stressing me out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I've been able to, we've been able to have better communication because of that. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is beautiful. You guys are unique because you're married. Mm -hmm. So, so whether as a married couple or just if it were just business partners mm -hmm. on their own, this is one of the powerful things about this tool that we help lead teams through. So there's, there's a lot that you can do just on the individual level. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you bring in the team dynamics and then you start to understand what people bring and what people need based on their results. Right. But whenever you can sit teammates down mm -hmm. and you can say hey um this is what i need from you yeah like this is what i this is when you're going to get me at my best this is when i'm going to be at my worst exactly mm -hmm. this is what i need from you mm -hmm. and i'll tell you from a lot of experience in the corporate world those conversations don't happen between a manager and their employee right the conversations that typically happen is you didn't meet your metric or yeah. you did meet your metric good job yeah keep it up yeah right and so that's why there's burnout. That's why there's, or that, I should say, that contributes to, to burnout. Yeah. That contributes to quiet quitting. That contributes right. to all these other mm -hmm. things that, that are basically talking about disengagement. And so whenever you can get a team that understands something that this tool can bring, yeah. mm -hmm. it changes the way you interact with each other. It changes the way you understand each yep. other. Yeah. And so you can say, oh man, he's not trying to stress me out. Right. He, he's a, like, he has a need. Mm -hmm. Now I have a need too. And so that, that's where communication happens. It's like, right. And so you set boundaries and you create opportunities where you can get that out, but you also create opportunities that, that match up with, with Erica's needs as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's such a powerful tool that, um, that we really love to dive in, uh, with people because, uh, it, it really does lead to not just positive impact in, mm -hmm. in terms of productivity, but it leads to people that, they enjoy going to work. They yep. do good work. And they have more positive experiences than negative experiences. Yep. And they're less likely to get injured at work. I mean, there's all kinds of little fun little sure. data right. points that this leads to. But ultimately, yeah, you just said it. It's uh, They're equipped. They're clear on what do I bring to the table. This gives me a little bit of a clear picture of the good work that I have to offer. Yep. Mm -hmm. I could do it here. I could do it there. I could do it there. That's just decision making, right? Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of coaching is fun yeah. to help people with that. That's why I said at the very beginning, no matter what scenario you're in, you're in that cubicle, whatever it is, it's you're you're doing that good work. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, with that being said, um, we could go on and on about this. Uh, we'll we'll definitely do it part two as we start to dive in with our mm -hmm. team here again. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll bring you back and and go through go through some more things but super appreciate you being here yeah Man, thanks so I much think for you're like a great joining. resource um kaleocoaching.com k-a-l-e-o highly yeah. recommend yes. if you own a business and i know a lot of our listeners do either own a business or have a you don't have to be in, in a business <laughs> um 
highly, highly recommend Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And this is whether you're, I appreciate that. And this Mm -hmm. is whether you're looking for like a team workshop or even if you're just a leader and you're like, Hey, I need coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, well, we also do just one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Um, I love it. So yeah. Super awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned. Uh, another episode for you. Hope you enjoyed it. See ya.